What's going on, everyone? This is Talkback Tech. I'm your host, Orlando. This is my special guest, Google. Hey, Google. Say hello. Hi. What can I do for you? Nothing right now. All right. All righty. So on episode one, I just wanted to talk about smartwatches. 2013 was the year, I believe, that they kind of got popular. Uh, Samsung released their gear watch. And from then on, a lot of other companies started to kind of do the same thing that they were doing, except for the camera, because we all know that that really didn't work. Um, who wants a camera on their watch? I don't think anyone does, because I know I didn't. But the industry has been kind of confused on what a smartwatch is. Um, I think right now, the the company that's kind of doing it the, the best is Apple. They really know their users, and they developed that Apple Watch specifically for iPhone users. Obviously, you can't really, I don't think you can use it with other phones. The main target audience that Apple wants for their Apple Watch is obviously their iPhone users. And the, the pair work really well together, just like all the things that Apple makes that, you know, they work well together. Um, but it's been an interesting evolution of the smartwatch. There were so many different ideas that came out of it. You had companies like Pebble who took a way completely different approach at it at a smartwatch they didn't go the touchscreen route they used physical buttons to to navigate the OS which I it was great I personally that I used the pebble for a long time until they got bought by Fitbit in 2016 I've been a big fan of them their battery life was incredible it lasted seven days all these other watches that were out in 2013 they only lasted like a day maybe and you had to charge it every night, but this watch was, it lasted seven days. Also, it was water resistant up to 50 meters. That was really unheard of in the smartwatch industry at the time in 2013. Most other smartwatches with the touchscreen, they were really only uh, splash proof. But out comes this young startup company named Pebble, and they have a smartwatch that not only can you receive text messages and read emails off of it, but it's also 50 meters water resistant. That's absolutely impressive. It was my favorite watch to use until, like I said, they got bought by Fitbit, and now they're not really anything anymore. But we have different variations of the smartwatch. That was a more kind of, let's take a step back approach to a smartwatch. We don't want to really have another tiny phone on our wrist. We kind of want to extend the functionality of your phone. And that that's really what Pebble was. Then we have on the different side of the spectrum, uh, a company named Skagen. They have a smartwatch that I've been using recently called the Skagen Yorn. This one is analog, but it's also Bluetooth enabled. You have an app that you can control it and you can assign different notifications to different numbers. So when you get a notification from a text message and you assigned your messages to the number five, the hands on the dial will point to number five. And 
it's interesting because you, you can't read the text message. It's just a vibration that tells you, hey, look, you've got a, a notification from your messages and you should take a look at your phone, which I think is absolutely insane. That That's really what I, I'm looking for in a watch because when I think of a smartwatch, I don't think of it as a replacement for my phone. So I, I really don't like to text on them much because in the same amount of time that I speak into the microphone what I'm gonna say or you know how on the Apple Watch you can write the letters on the little tiny screen and you know if you mess up you gotta I don't know I, I've never used an Apple Watch but um, it, it takes almost the same amount of time to just pull out your phone and respond to the text message like that so that that's really what I was looking for in a smartwatch. It's what Pebble allowed me to do. And, you know, I had a, another watch, uh, Android Wear watch called the Moto 360. And the experience on that was completely different from the Pebble. First of all, you had to plug it in every single night because the battery on that would just drain. It was cool, first of all, because you had the Google... It wasn't the Google Assistant back, back then, it was the Google Now. But it was, it was still pretty good, and you could search things from your watch. And I don't remember, but I think it had a speaker. It's been a while since I used it. And if not, it displayed whatever you searched for on the actual display, which I think was really cool. You could also remotely control your phone with it and, you know, set your phone somewhere and take a picture using your watch. You had the live feed on your wrist. Cool little things like that. Control your music. But the downside to that was is that it wasn't water resistant, so I couldn't really take it in if I went swimming or if it rained. I, I didn't have to be extra I had to be extra cautious with it. Whereas with the pebble, I didn't really have to because you know it was completely sealed. It was resistant to 50 meters of water, so I, I really didn't have to worry about that. And that that's honestly why I liked it but the industry right now it's really not focused on smartwatches they're kind of taking a back seat to AI or wireless charging I think they're a little bit more important right now than smartwatches it's a smartwatches are a cool concept but as you can see, there's not really a demand for them. I wouldn't say Apple Watches are in demand. I think that they complement iPhones very well, but you're not actively seeing people from outside of the Apple walled garden go and buy an Apple Watch because you can't use it with your, your phone if it's not an iPhone. We did see the popularity of fitness trackers kind of go up, especially with Fitbit. I think they're kind of like the OG company that started the the fitness tracker. And so they, they really have a good foothold in that market. I'm not salty. I'm a little salty. I'm not salty that they bought Pebble. I do see that they are using some of the Pebble influences in their recent watches that they've been putting out they have gotten better and that's good and i like that they're incorporating 
kind of the old Pebble spirit into their new stuff. It's really refreshing to see them actually come out with a watch that's good. <laughs> because I, I, I don't think their other fitness tracker watches were that great. And so it's, it's cool to see them kind of use the Pebble process or whatever. So that's all I have for today. It's just a short little topic. You can't really talk much about smartwatches just because there's not really a lot to talk about them in the first place. But let me know if you guys want me to talk about other things. Interestingly enough, I have been using an Android phone for practically ever since I had my first smartphone. I believe that was either in 2010 or 2011, but the year 2019 marks my first year with an iPhone. I just got it yesterday in the mail. It's an iPhone XR, and I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll drop a, an episode kind of talking about Android versus iOS and kind of the reasons why I was on Android so long and now why I'm on iOS. But, and, and it's not because I, I hate Android, but it's just a lot of factors went into play into me switching. But anyways, that's for a later episode. Thank you very much for listening and hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.